Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The drive is safe. Well, Davey Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? No, Johnson's And it is great to have your company here on the driver's seat right around Australia on the eve of the Formula One Australian Grand Prix. It is such a special occasion, Maddie Mac, that uh, mm-hmm. there is actually a person in the studio that has been sitting next to you while the intro, before the intro even played. Before, in fact, while the last segment was going on, Couldn't Stephen Johnson was still in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, it is good to have you boys. He actually sent on me a board. message. He said, "You won't believe it, Matty. I'm actually here early because I had to let him into the studio. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's that only happens on very special weeks, and of mm. course, this week, boys, F1 Formula Un. Oh, Formula Un. That's is right. it going to rain? Oh, mate, uh, the forecast is not looking good. No. <laughs> and I think it was pouring rain down there today. I saw that pouring rain. I saw that Ferrari were doing some track day stuff down there today. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. stoving your Oh, did Eddie get stoved? No, 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 I don't think anyone got stoved. Oh, Mac wasn't down there instructing, (laughs) so we're all good. You know what? There is someone that was looking at that forecast today that Mm. uh, will be probably one of the first people to go out on track tomorrow. It is Porsche Carrera Cup car. Joining us once again on the driver's seat, the one and only Luke King joins us. <laughs> Hello, boys. Live, live from the Ibis at Glen Waverley. Oh, I'm out the front oh. of the and getting my key cut. <laughs> the Ibis in Glen it's Waverley. That's the height of it's luxury. It's good. It's yeah, actually, actually, I don't mind there. There's some good it feeds around the joint. Right. You, know, you know I love a feed, Matty Mac. So, <laughs> Matty Mac obviously loves a bigger one because he's bigger than me. No, you, <laughs> you don't love a feed, do you, Stevie J? <laughs> oh, especially when it's free. Can you just put, just put nuggies, it, mate. Just, yeah. just putting it out there. If you if you're near the Airstream, um, the Airstream restaurant, which is in the Centric City Walk, get amongst it. Very okay. good. Good food. Okay, mm-hmm. will do. All right, thanks for the pointers. But you know what? This just, isn't the this isn't the cheap eats guide around uh, Southeast <laughs> Melbourne. But uh, mate, we, we got you on board because uh, you're actually going to be making a big jump into Carrera Cup this year, and uh, that's a big big move for you. It is, mate. I'm I'm so proud. I honestly, I I actually still can't believe it's happening. It kind of feels like a dream. Um, I put a I put a reel up on my Instagram, and uh, Lizzie actually captured the moment where I walked out into pit lane and seen the car for the first time at the bend. And I just, yeah, I can't believe we're driving a cup car. You know, we we did the track walk at the Grand Prix today, and Carlos Sainz is is going for a jog past us, and Lando's doing a track walk with his mechanics and. There's me and Wally doing our track walk, talking about what we're going to do tomorrow. So it's it's amazing, mate. I'm yeah, so thankful, and I'll get the sponsor plug in early. It wouldn't wouldn't be possible without Nautai, uh, Initio, and, and Fast Track Comms. It's uh, yeah, it's amazing. 
Um, Lukey, we, you and I have had a long relationship and we talked in the off-season. Has it been about, fruitful? Uh, we're, we, we are, we're long-term. We, we, we are, are long-term, yeah, yeah. aren't we, Matt? Yeah, we yeah, Instagram, yeah, we're, we're almost social media official, almost. Yeah, um, yeah we're, not, we're not just F buddies anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had a long chat over the break and we sort of talked about what you were going to be doing in 2023, whether it was going to be TCR or Trans Am or whatever, and, and we talked about your brand. Options? There's a lot of options these days. Yeah, there was a lot of options there for Lukey, and, and, and he's got a great partner on board in, in Maotai, which is a, an alcoholic brand, really high... Um, I suppose an aspirational type alcoholic brand and alcohol brand, and uh, we we talked about Cup Car, didn't we? And it was the perfect match between an international brand that you've got, an international brand like uh, like uh, um, Porsche and Carrera Cup. So, mate, I, I've, I'll say it right here on air: I couldn't be more proud of you that you've been able to stitch this together because I think it's where you need to be, and I think it's where you, your partners need to be. My only caveat to all of this is, boy, you've picked a Strong year for Carrera Cup because the lineup that's taking part in this year's championship <laughs> is monstrous. So if you get up the front, you've bloody earned it, my boy. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Now, I uh, the first part of that, I, I totally agree. And, and we, we were definitely, oh, sorry, there's a garage door opening behind me here. Um, <laughs> there, was a, um, there was a lot of different chatter about, you know, like Super 2 and all that sort of stuff because, you know, the, the Western... Uh, bringing Mountai into the Western world is a, is a big part of all of this. But, you know, I, I don't think there's any better way to do it than Porsche. And, um, you know, once we started looking at the options, it was just, it was so obvious that, that we had to go down the Porsche route. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier that we've, we've made that decision. Um, and in terms of the, the competition for this year, I mean, like, you know, I saw Garnett's uh, post come up and then I saw Pissa and then D-Russ is back and, Obviously, you got you guys like Wally and that who are in there, and they've they've been there for a long time. And then Davo pops up, and you're just like, wow. But like <laughs> to, to me, it's just like I've been I've you know w- grown up watching these guys race, and like I just want to get in there and, and beat them. And it, and like you say, if, if we can do that, then we we prove ourselves, and we sort of jump ahead of the queue a few over the top of a few of these young guys who are potentially in uh, in the Super 2 ranks at, at the moment. So, uh, yeah, and I, I think globally for us as well, with Carrera Cup being so well-known around the world, um, just the options are, are kind of endless for us. So, uh, yeah, reach for the stars and you'll end up somewhere uh, somewhere in between. It's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, mate, and, and you've also um, chosen a very, very, you know, good team in, in wall racing to... Established as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, they yep. know their way around a Carrera Cup car. David's won championships there. Um, always fast, always up the front. So, you know, therefore you're going to have some... Not only some great, uh, I guess, information to, 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 I guess, compare yourself against, but, you know, you're going to have a team there that's, you know, well and truly at the forefront of maximising the performance out of those cars as well. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, as soon as I walked into the wall racing workshop, you can just tell from, from the young guys who, who are just starting there through to, to David Fife and, and Todd, who are the, the sort of head head engineers of, of the whole operation. Everyone's so professional. Um, you know, it, it does... It's amazing that they feel like such a family-run team, but they have that, that very professional side to them as well. And when you look back at Wally's sort of history in the championship, as you were saying, Steve, 
Like, he's finished top five every single year he's run it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so you don't get much better of a finishing record than that. And, uh, uh, I mean, like, I've already drawn on, on so much of their knowledge. And, you know, that that's part of the reason that we signed up because I think when we had a good teammate in TCR, we, you know, Chaz and I pushed each other and, and that was all, like, it worked well. And I think Wally and I will probably target the same thing. And I think... He's um, the, the good thing is that he called me. Um, he knew that we were looking, and we, we had a chat, and he was willing to, to put a, put up a good deal to us. Um, but I think he was also keen to have a, a pro in the other car to help push him as well. And with this new 992, we're still still like the teams are still you know working the cars out, and there's a few changes for this year on the technical side. So I think we'll we'll push each other, and hopefully I can challenge Wally. And if if I'm doing that, it means we're somewhere near the pointy end of the top 10, which, um, yeah, is going to be a really good result for us. And, mate, what do you make of the circuit? You did your circuit, you did your track walk today. It's, it's a long, long-cornered, flowing, Very fast, European very style European, circuit. yeah. I mean, you, you, you had some yeah. test days at Tail and Bend. That would have opened your eyes up, jumping into a cup car at Tail and Bend, because that's also pretty quick. Um, what are yeah. your expectations <laughs> from this weekend? Because she's she's a ripper track. It's gotten faster yeah. in the last year or two with the uh, with the change in the layout. What are your expectations for this weekend? Um, I, look, I think we'll go all right. I was very surprised at how comfortable I felt in the high speed stuff at the bend. I think uh, driving a TCR car for the last couple of years keeps you keeps you pretty sharp. Um, to, you know, a car letting go on you very unexpectedly. I think uh, Nimsy experienced a little bit of that when I took him for a whole lap at Tandem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can see the video on, on my YouTube page. Yeah. Uh, I did have to put the brown underpants on there because when you're going, when you're going down Dandenong Road in that, in that Hyundai in the wet, wipe is yeah. going to get, uh, like absolute full pelt. And I'm just like, oh, that, that's a... Uh, this straight isn't as long as I thought it was. Witchy. <laughs> Which, um, ironically, yeah, on that so, weekend, you also had the world's biggest lose in a TCR car and kept it off yeah, the wall, didn't I, if I remember. Didn't I ever. Anyway. Yeah, look, we'll avoid that as much as we can in the cup car, I think. But, I mean, <laughs> going, going back to your question, I, I, it actually feels a lot more stable and um, I feel a lot more home at home, sorry, in a, in a real drive car. So, uh so yeah, I mean, like I've I've obviously you know driven Albert Park a lot of times on PlayStation growing up. Um, <laughs> that's about as close as I've ever gotten to it. And I think actually, fun fact for this weekend: never been to a Grand Prix, never been to Albert Park before. So this is my first time actually seeing Formula One cars. Oh, wow! And we're we're racing there. So um, I, I think cool. like it, it will be a good weekend for us. I mean. There's a there's a lot of other people who are going to be acclimatising to these cars as well who, who've never driven them before. So um, I think as long as I can go out session after session and just beat beat myself from the last session, then I think we'll be in a strong position. We were we were not too far off, Dave, in the in the practices. It's just um, it's going to be one of those ones where I've got to let it come come to me and not try too hard because I think a, yeah. a high speed yeah. circuit like this can can definitely bite you. Yeah, and just remember, mate, as a as a little word of advice. Oh, Uncle, advice. I'm going to give some on, free okay. advice. Come and today. Jump onto yeah. Uncle Stevie's lap here, some Luke. Free He's advice. Give you some here pearls. Go. Here we go. Mate, get the... onto YouTube and watch the races from last year. <laughs> uh, honestly, and just you know, you have a look at, uh, and you know what it's like, Luke. You know what it's like to piece together a championship. David Wall's very good at it, mm. of being consistent. Yeah. You know, and maximising. 
you know, a bad weekend uh, as best as you can and capitalising on a good weekend. And, and, you know, you just got to look back to the first round last year mm. of how much carnage there was and, you know, who took themselves out of the running of the championship early on from from mistakes. So that's one. Don't make any mistakes and, 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 you know, put piece together. It's, it's round one of a long year. Long year. You know, so you can't win the uh, win the championship in the first round, but you can almost lose it. So, and second of all... Um, it hasn't got a control alt delete now, okay? So <laughs> yeah, because you're, uh, uh, it, it does hurt a lot more now when you do hit the fence. So just yeah. <laughs> remember that than a PlayStation. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for that, Steve. That, you, you're right. That's good advice. I've uh, I've lost the '86 series because of a uh, an incident in the opening round, and yeah. I uh, I definitely uh, will will take that on board, and my my approach is to just not get involved in in any shit this weekend. Really, um, keep a clean nose, keep a clean sheet, and head up to Darwin with a with a nice clean car. Yeah, and if you are going to crash it, mate, crash it nose first, because if you crash it rear first, it's going to be very very expensive. <laughs> I don't think it matters <laughs> either end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Look, and... I think every end is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, speaking of ends, we've had a text message in from one of our listeners, Lukey. Mo from Warrigal has texted in okay. and said, Luke, get on down to the Dragon Hot Pot. It's amazing Ooh. food. It will also give you a Super Mario boost from the rear end on track. <laughs> so, oh, uh, hello. Look yeah. out. Oh, well, Mo, I, I, I've honestly been staying away from the chili because I've got a <laughs> nice, bright, white, mouth-eye suit. Um, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I want any Mario boosts uh, coming out there. <laughs> the that. to say. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I do like the hot pot. So maybe maybe that's a Sunday night with a couple of mouthsides to, to toast and victory. <laughs> Mate, this is what I love about you. The uh, we, we actually had another text come in from a uh, uh, number ending in 342 that said he didn't hear who uh, who your sponsor was. Can Luke say it again, please? So I think you've oh. already, I think you've done that. That's you've done that there very very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lukey, mate, we're all proud of you. We're we're going to be watching you this weekend. It's uh, I think I said to you on text message the fact that you're in it this year is is uh, reigniting my interest in Cup Car. Um, it's going to be great to watch. Big step up from TCR, mate. And, and as we let you go, I just I think from all of us at the driver's seat, we're wishing you the best of luck because it is a big step up. We think you've got it. You'll do well. As you say, keep your nose clean, mate. But we're all very proud of you. Will do. Thank you, mate. I very much appreciate that. And, and anyone from the driver's seat who or who is listening, sorry, that wants to come out and say hello this weekend, feel free to come to the pits. Happy to, to give some pits to us to anyone who, who mentions the show um, and a, a bit of uh, sort of inside stuff from the uh, the driver's briefing today uh, Barry Hay who's uh, very well known uh, around the supercar paddock who runs Porsche now has, has said how much of a focus there is on on building this this series up to have a to have a following with with the drivers um, and I think you, you're kind of going to see that this year with your pitters and those sort of guys stepping in and some really cool liveries on cars and stuff as well so Anyone who uh, who hasn't followed Porsche that's listening in the past, jump on board because I reckon there's going to be some good stories that come from this year. And something that's also pretty good too, Luke. Now you've like I know that there was the you know there was a stand deal and earlier with seven uh, when you're in TCR, but you know you're on almost pretty much the. All of these rounds are part of Supercar Support. So you can see on KO, there'll be select rounds on uh, Channel 7 and 7 Plus. So it's going to be very easy to access uh, the Porsche Carrera Cup for 2023. And hopefully we can see that uh, that Mount Cup car up the front a little bit more often than not. But yeah, like, a, like Luke sort of mentioned, it all kicks off 
at Albert Park. Then we got uh, the Darwin Triple Crown, Townsville, the Bend, Sandown, Bathurst, the Gold Coast, and Adelaide. Uh, there's a lot of street circuits there, mate. Um, this is a biggie, yeah. Mm. I, was... well, I think Porsche got together with that calendar and went, yeah, we'll sell some spare parts. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> it's one of those ones. You know, when you, I, was, I was just reading it. I'm like, hmm, that's a street circuit. That's also yeah, a street nothing, circuit. Nothing ever bad happens on a street circuit. There's never any big damage on a street circuit. You know, what could, what nah, could go wrong? right. <laughs> uh, well, Goldie's, Goldie's been a bucket list track for me for ages, so I cannot wait to, to get up to the Goldie. And we're we're uh, being an alcohol sponsored car. We're we're definitely planning a few parties up there. So uh, keep on a lookout for that, boys. I think there better, I, there better be a driver's seat VIP invite in the mail to that Absolutely, absolutely, there oh, will be. Come on down. If I recall, <laughs> if I recall correctly, <laughs> though, um, Luke, and and this is pr- this probably helped having Malta as a sponsor too, because last time Stevie J was on the Gold Coast, this happened. Stevie Johnson having a couple of little adult beverages, enjoying the atmosphere. <laughs> I put out a fire that weekend Scotty too. McLaughlin? You did. That was with Scotty McLaughlin. Yeah, I think Stevie was. Stevie was rolling around in a Pikachu suit, or was that Scotty? No, that, that was Scotty. Scotty. That was Scotty, right? Mm. And you rightly did. Black you put out a fire. Again. You put a. Uh, you put out a Macaulay Jones Nick Percat fire. Yeah, with memory, my squirt gun. Yeah, with, with my squirt little, gun. Yeah, my squirt right. gun. Yeah, yeah. You're a man of the people, Steve Johnson. He's, yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Never say that he's not there to help. But uh, but Luke, we'll yeah. let you we'll let you go, mate, because you are literally uh, front and center. Um, once the gates open at nine thirty, uh, you got a cup car practice at ten thirty, I think. So we'll let you get a good night's sleep uh, and uh, maybe duck past the uh, the hot pot, uh, the dragon mm. hot pot. We need to let him get off the footpath at at Glen Waverley. He's about <laughs> yeah, to get mugged. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, might, I'm about to walk down for dinner. <laughs> uh, I think the pancake parlor is still open too, so just quietly. But uh, but mate, we'll oh, let you we'll, we'll let you go and uh, good luck. Good luck. Oh, another good plug there. Well done. That's a great one. <laughs> but uh, but look, hopefully we'll see you at trackside, mate, and can't wait to uh, come visit and uh, see how you uh, how it all goes. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah. Come come have a taste of Mountai, boys. Come and get stuck in it. You'll love it. Actually, Lukey, just quickly before we let you go, Zach from Canberra's text in. He said, if Luke King raced in V8 Utes, he'd be Luke, the sponsor's dream king. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, You've already got a nickname. I'll, I'll, I'll one-up him. I'm, I'm already racing in Carrera Cup, and I'm Luke, the sponsor dream king. There so, oh, yeah. there, you go. there hey, you go. Hey, by the way, mate, on the way home from the hot pot, I think there's a shell servo. They're just ducking there and grab a couple of little <laughs> oh, beverages for you. Know? you reckon, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Fire in there. And if you need to mow the lawns when you get home, you know where to go. Around yeah, the corner sure. to Kubota. Get yourself some garden material. <laughs> oh, righto. Let's let him go. On. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, you look good luck. To... and get a couple of litres for free. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's times like this. He really wishes he was still driving a Jim Beam car. But, um, <laughs> but uh, we'll let you go, Luke. All the best, mate, and uh, we'll see you back. And we'll see you trackside. Love it, boys. All right, see you down there. <laughs> Luke King joining us here on the driver's seat. He's going to be in action in every single Porsche Carrera Cup round. It's isn't that fantastic? That's yeah, awesome. look, I'm, look, I'm proud of him. We talk about people that work really hard in motorsports. Todd Hazelwood, really hard work. Todd, huh? Toddy Hazelwood's one. Yep. Um, uh, and, and it's it's like it's really hard, Steve Jade, mm. to come through the system. Luke's not from a wealthy background. No. Um, his dad worked, I think, with Moffat back in the day, maybe. Yep. Um, but mm-hmm. Lizzie, his partner and his manager, 
have just worked their tails off big on on social media and actually delivering for their partner. So I'm really happy that he's got himself a gig because, you know, after here, mate, there's only one sort of step, and that's probably the supercar. Mm. Yep. So if he does really well in, in uh, cup car, look, he could go over to – Asia, he could go to America. He could do a bunch of stuff. So yeah. I really hope he has a fantastic run this weekend and stays out of trouble. Because <laughs> I tell you what, that, that's probably the most sponsor plugs we've ever done in this first segment of <laughs> any of our shows. Holy dearly. I think yeah, we, I, I, ready. I think we could beat that. Uh, I think we could beat that. But, but um, hey, look, get your text coming through. 0433 98 11 16 is the number. They're coming in thick and fast. We'll take a we'll clear a break because we've got a lot to talk about this show. Mm. Uh, mm. We'll come back with your texts. And uh, Richard Crail will be joining us as well to talk a little bit of F1. But uh, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Lightning round, lightning round here at the driver's seat. We'll get through your texts very quickly because I've got to give uh, Kralzi a call. He'll be joining us. Mm-hmm. He's actually part of Glamour's on the grid at the moment. Well, he's at Glamour's at the grid. I don't know if he's... Oh, oh. He's one of the Glamour's. He is. Richard oh. Kral. He's a good-looking man. <laughs> he's, all, be, he's all bloke. They'll be chasing him down there. Oh, ladies, down the main straight. Ladies, take the a number. sound of... The sound of clicking high heels heading down the Albert Park Main Straight will drown out anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, got, we, it's a wanted man, our crazy. We got. I'll uh, quickly get some text messages in. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number. Keep your text messages coming in wherever you're listening around the planet. It could be Thanks, uh, here in Australia or like Frank and Fakatani in New Zealand. On the driver's seat app at 0433981116 is our number. Um, uh, here we go. Uh, must be food there to get Steve in early, says uh, <laughs> number ending 342. There were no nuggets. He did come in with a McCafe. What is that, Steve? That's little, uh, little, uh, little latte thing? Yeah. Frappe? Uh, frappe. There Coffee frappe. So he's run through... He's run through the drive-through. Mm. I dare say there were some nuggets. He just hasn't brought them in no. to share with the rest of the class. Yeah, I know you're a Nugget <laughs> fan, aren't you? It wasn't. There might have been a slight little cheeseburger. There we go. <laughs> Loves a cheeseburger. Anyway, there you go. Who um, doesn't love a cheeseburger? Oh, I, correct. Carl uh, Stefanovic smashed, tried to smash 10 on the Today Show. 10? Yeah, he? tried to smash 10, yeah. Was there a I time limit? Oh, no, I don't think he got to 10, though. Oh, I could do 10. Mm. Could you? Could you do 10? I reckon. Oh, Nimsy. Oh, no, I'll give it a crack. Nimsy. But... We have to organise that. Oh, if I did that, my wife would, <laughs> she'd disown me. <laughs> I meant to be on a diet. She's seen you do worse, no. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'll tell you, we'll, we'll pencil that one in for McHappy Day because then we can attach yes. you know, a good cause yes. to it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll be two no-names and, at some McHappy Day and, standing out the back smashing cheese. And you know what? Just for shits and gigs, I'll even help in too because it's for oh. a good cause. And uh, let's face it, who doesn't love a cheesy? Um, no. uh, great people at Macca's, just quietly. Um, is anyone in the main game looking for a co-driver for the Bathurst 1000? I'm sure with all the Luke King sponsor plugs, they could work something out. That is from... Matty? Uh, Tommy! Tommy! <laughs> Into a woman. Sorry, mate. Oh, I, oh, I, was, I, to... I was looking up and down the screen. That was from Tommy. Thank um, you, Tommy. Put uh, your glasses on, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one. First interview had as many sponsors name dropped as a NASCAR podium interview. That's from Bad Graham and Hampton Park. Yeah, but he, 
He wasn't they, holding a can, a bottle of Coke or anything. Because no. that's what normally happens. Yeah. And they take a swig in the middle. I mean, yep. that's so wanky, yep. right? And, yeah. and and just uh, the uh, the Carrera Cup car that, uh, that Lukey will be driving will not have a giant Fig Newton sticker on the front as well uh, in the yes. window. <laughs> and um, one thing I was impressed with, unlike NASCAR, he didn't say, I'm just, just proud of the number six now type. <laughs> Everyone on the crew. I'm just proud. <laughs> really proud of that. Uh, Peter in Munta Bay takes it in. VIP, VIP, very intoxicated person. There we go. Oh, That's what Steve was in uh, on the Gold Coast. On the Goldie. He yeah. was a VIP. Yep. He certainly was. Not blame oh, all that... his stuff on Stevie Johnson. He started this thing and mm. people were just doing it everywhere. Mm. I was out to dinner that Sunday night and Steve J was about four tables away. No idea. Utterly oblivious <laughs> to my existence and the 20 Kubota people we had there. We should get sushi, Carol. But, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, one from TG. Hey, guys, when are you going to race the AU again? I want to know because I could bring my AU ute for spares. It's an AU Falcon! <laughs> I don't know. Stewie Lanham, uh, who donated the Ford, I, I, he's, I know he's doing some work to it, TG, but I'm not entirely sure that we're going to see that back out on track again. I mean, I'd like to because, let's face it, Stevie J's got to pull his weight and have a bit of a crack in the car. I can't. Well, I would have, but you broke it no, before no, I got no. into it. No, no. Oh, it's no. just, you know. No, that's not how it goes. You, you couldn't turn it. No you, power steering. You, you broke it, mate. You broke <laughs> it. You've had, you've had too many co-drivers to blame that one on. Yeah. <laughs> See how easy straight, that rolled out? Oh, you broke it. Straight so. from the, uh, yeah. the Peter Brock school of uh, <laughs> yes. handing over a car to, a, to, to his teammates. <laughs> totally. <yes. laughs> I totally Peter Brocked you. Um, we're going we're gonna to take a quick pause for the course, but get your texts coming through. 0433981116 is our number. And just a little reminder, too, we had a couple of people actually on the V8 Sleuth page go and ask Noons, is there any mm. way that we can listen back to the call from Newcastle and all the other ones? But yes, um, there will be full race replays from all of the SEN Supercars rounds on the driver's seat app. So uh, that is something to look forward to. And you can enjoy the it's work. Good. I listened to it the other day. It, it was a stellar mm. bit of coverage, sir. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. For, for, for a first hit out, I thought it was actually really, really good. Oh, that was seen but won't be. I don't think we're doing the Grand Prix though, right, Nimsy? No, no, not the... No, not only the, because of... F F one rights and all that kind yep. of stuff, but um, definitely back for Perth. The easiest way that I can describe it is this, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of F one, we're going to talk to Richard Crail in just a moment here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We certainly are. It is the eve of the grand final. At grand final? Oh, kind of the grand final. Um, the um, <laughs> the Grand Prix. Uh, I was getting a little bit confused because uh, whenever we talk F1, we have to mm -hmm. play this very majestic theme that everyone knows. You know this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, there is only one way that you can improve that theme, and that is by adding the dulcet commentary, like this. What a performance from Charles Leclerc. Magic in qualifying, a dominant drive, fastest lap, 25 world championship points. The man from Monaco, magic in Melbourne. Charles Leclerc wins the Australian Grand Prix for Ferrari. The Scuderia is back on top in Formula One. And they're doing it in dominant style. Oh, wasn't that good? 
How good was that? Wasn't that fantastic? And you know what? The man, the myth, the legend, you might know him as the editor and one of the many faces of the race talk. The guy, it lives, breathes and sleeps motorsport and is a fixture and staple of the Bathurst 12-hour and 6-hour Enduros. But he's also going to be a part of the coverage of the 2023 Formula One Rolex Australian Grand Prix, which gets underway on Friday the 31st of March and continues all weekend live and free on Network 10. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Richard Crail. Team. Hello, how are we? Oh, we're good, Grubbers. Now that, that that intro has just happened, we've oh. run out of time. So uh, thanks for chatting, mate. <laughs> it's nice, nice to talk. Uh, I'll see you the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, say, mate, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, I detest listening back to my commentary, but um, that was an all right line, wasn't it? Actually, the whole oh, Monaco was a man in Melbourne. Thing. I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> That was an absolute belter. And I, I, I must admit, mate, I wasn't watching the Channel 10 coverage last year. I was watching, uh, I think, on KO, perhaps. And, and so I mm. missed that. That's the first time I've heard that. But the really? magic in Melbourne oh. with the monogast. I mean, that was just, that was top show. I mean, that was almost, yeah. what was that? Was that better than, I reckon that was better than Sky. Because you wouldn't hear, you wouldn't hear that from Sky, I don't reckon. No, no definitely not. No. So oh, you, you've I'll take that. Well. I'm not about to up, disagree mate. with you boys on this show. <laughs> uh, I like, I've been looking forward to this chat all day, by the way, and I, I've been fortunate enough to bookend the day on uh, on the great SEN network. And, uh, but you, your benchmark is high, boys, because I started the day with Jared Waitley. So <laughs> oh. you need to offer me up some real probing, deep, insightful questions if you're going to get anywhere near what, uh, what he threw at me this morning. <laughs> I can tell you, mate, you've been on a downward slide. Uh, you've started high with Waitley and you've, you've ended up right at the bottom of the slide with us, us two clowns. But mate, you must be excited because you get to cover and you are the voice of so many of the elite motorsport events in the country, the six hour, the 12 hour, um, TCM. I mean, the, the list goes on S5, and on. S5000. S5000. But Formula One on Channel 10 in Melbourne. Is this Is this the highlight, do you reckon, of the year for you? Oh, second only to call uh, to, to watching Stevie J flog everybody in TCM every week. But no, it, it is. Um, yeah, from a as you boys know, from from a motorsport motorsport point of view, Formula One's the the benchmark. It's the the top of the tree. And and most people that I know in our sport, uh, whether they're a racing car driver or they work in the media or even the the many hundreds of officials that that support our, our sport and allow us to go and play in the, the car racing world, um, they all want to do a Grand Prix. And, and I'm certainly no different. And I, I grew up in Adelaide in the, the 85 to 95 era. So, you know, my my baptism of, of motor racing was, A, watching Johnson and Brock at Bathurst. But then it was the Australian Grand Prix four weeks later. So that, they were my cornerstones of my motor racing passion and where my love for the sport came from. So... Yeah, I've got to tell you, when we rolled in last year, and last year was my first first year doing this for 10, and, and it was a really cool thing. And I had a little, not a moment, I don't want to overblow what it was, but when that F1 theme played in the first mm-hmm. practice session, and I just sort of sat there listening to it, and then the, the director's in my ear going, uh, Q, Rich, Q. I was like, oh, yeah, right, this is me. I'm going to be talking. Normally I'm waiting for Crofty to pop up and talk about it. So it was a really surreal, strange moment for me to to be able to experience that. And, yeah, with a year under my belt now, I'm looking forward to getting back into it and having a, another crack this year. Well, Crazy, I remember, I remember chatting to you last year uh, before – 
you were going on to do this um, down at the event, obviously. And um, I reckon it's it's the nervous I've ever seen you. Like you were you were proper packing. You were packing. You said to me, "I'm packing it, mate. I'm you know whating bricks at the moment." Uh, yeah. Look at them. I don't know. I tend not to get massively nervous before we go on air, but. I think there's a level of pressure, and and Stevie, you know what it's like when it, yeah. you know when you can start a a, a touring car race at, at Timbers Plains or Barbagello or wherever it might be, but the start of the Bathurst 1000 mm. is more important than all of them because it's the big show, it's the big prize, and and for me, it's the same. It, it's just that anticipation of knowing that a it's the biggest motorsport TV audience of the year in Australia. Um, there's a heap of people that might not watch motorsport throughout the year. So this could be their first introduction to the sport because Formula One is is broader than just the hardcore motor racing fans that we hang out with all year. Um, mm. So there's a bit of that. So it, maybe not nerves, but certainly a, uh, a kind of a pressure and a responsibility to do good by the product. So, yeah, I, I was feeling it a little bit last year and I was certainly, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do a, a good job and, and, well, clearly, I did okay because they have asked me back for a second year, so I passed that test. <laughs> well, mate, a, a couple of our listeners have texted in, and while Stevie J and I are Formula One people, I, I, we probably don't and haven't done the re- in-depth research um, that the lead caller of F1's domestic coverage, uh, like yourself, has done. So we've, we've just got a couple in here. Hey, guys, enjoying the levity again. Good luck with the 10 cheeseburgers. If you didn't hear that, uh, Stevie J is going to try and down 10 cheeseburgers <laughs> on a happy day. But uh, the question from text message 775. Try 17 cheeseburgers. 17. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, that makes sense. Well, I'm not going to so. try Jet's number. 117. <laughs> 17. So, uh, what about 30, 33 on the Mustang? Oh, <laughs> that'd be pretty good. Maybe 33 I'll nuggies. Go, I'll go, yeah, I'll go your halves, mate. I'll go your halves. Yeah, okay, <laughs> copy that. So, uh, text message 775 has texted in and said, Who's going to be the best of the rest after Red Bull in Quali and the long stints? Good question. Um, do you know what? I, I think in quali, I don't think there will be a best of the rest. I, I think this right. is as, as wide open as it can be. And, and while the Red Bulls, their race pace has been unbelievable this year and they've they've smoked everybody in the long runs and their DRS is hugely effective and they've added a fourth DRS zone, by the way, with the rear wing opens here this weekend. So mm, cool. that's only going to make them more more challenging. But in qualifying, it's been super, super tight. And if you look at the, the delta, which is the swanky Formula One term for the margin from first to last, <laughs> it's closer than it's ever been in Formula One. It, it, there's 1.3 or 1.4 seconds covering the entire field. So I think it's really close. I, I reckon there's a real chance that they could get knocked off the pole position this weekend. Wow. And I, I don't want to say this just because he's the form guy and because I'm a fan and most people are. But I reckon it could be Fernando Alonso to do it. And the, the reason I say that is because last year in an Alpine, he very nearly put that thing on pole mm. and was on a lap in qualifying three, if you remember, that was good enough to put him on the front row. And the sector times matched with what Charles Leclerc ultimately did to get pole. But then he binned it down at turn 11 on his hot lap. So mm. he was clearly overdriving a car that wasn't capable. This year's Aston Martin is a better car than the Alpine he raced last year. So... I'm gonna. I don't, I'm a betting man, but I'd, I'd throw a little bit on Alonso. I, I reckon he's a genuine threat for pole. <laughs> the race pace thing's a harder question to answer because um, there's some un, unknowns in tyre life, and it's going to be a lot cooler this year, so we don't know how that's going to affect things. Yeah, good. Good luck beating 
good luck beating the Red Bulls in race pace, but I reckon those Astons look pretty good for um, for the race as well. So maybe Fernando on the podium for the 101st time in his career. Oh. Oh, I, I reckon if Nando brings it home, uh, the only person that would probably be more popular than a, a Nando win would be a Piastri win, right? I, I mean, yes, totally. you, you talk about putting some bucks down. Uh, he's 100 to 1, I believe, as an outsider at the moment to to take the race win. But how good is it? If we can't have Danny, we better have it, – it's good to still have an Aussie. He's a local boy. He's a Bratton boy from Bratton in Melbourne. Well, do you think um, Do you think he's a chance, Krause, of maybe even doing what he did in the last race meeting and popping points. it into the mm. – got points, but popping it into the top 10 uh, of, quality. of quality into yeah. Q3? What, what do you think about that? Yeah, agreed. And I reckon if you beat Norris – you've had a good weekend because Land- yep, Lando right. is the real deal. He, he is a superstar. We all know that. Everyone who follows Formula 1 knows that this, this kid is going to be a world champion at some point if he gets the machinery under him. So if you if you beat Lando, and especially if you do it at home, that's a huge tick in the box for Oscar. Uh, for Oscar. So, yeah, Q3 for sure. McLaren have got to get some points. Like They're, they're last and second last in the championship. They're last in the constructors. Um, why not Oscar? His first world championship points coming at home on Sunday. The car's clearly all right. It's semi decent in qualifying. So Mm. they can execute a race, have a bit of luck. That'd be an amazing storyline. How good is it that Danny Rick's been doing some mega work on the simulators and he's got the same amount of points as uh, Lando and Piastri this year? (laughs) (laughs) Danny's been paid, what, 20 million bucks to sit around and have a year off. (laughs) Scoring his old team. Uh, No no one's feeling sorry for. No one's feeling sorry for Ricardo no. this year. There, there is no, no, no Ricardo is not down at the uh, the Dragon Hot Pot begging for a meal in uh, Glen Waverley. He's <laughs> well, he's absolutely this, fine. This could be his most enjoyable Australian Grand Prix because yep. even his best Aussie because he's here this weekend. His his best Grand Prix before. Remember he finished third. What was it 2016, yep. 17 in the Red Bull, but then had it yoinked away from him after the race. The thing got disqualified. So he's had a, a deal, shocking run at this place. Yeah, it was, correct. Mm. Um, so so this year, he can go into the corporate suite, have beer, enjoy the race. Yeah. Like, this is actually going to be an enjoyable Grand Prix he's, for him. He's actually been out in the wilderness of Australia doing some driving off-road in his F1 car and been with oh, SVG at Bathurst. Come on, stop. Hey? Now, listen, I don't... Well, I, 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 I love what Red Bull did. I think it's a sensational <laughs> video. But if you think for one second that any of that driving was Danny Ricardo, <laughs> you're kidding yourself. It's a young bloke called Liam Lawson who just yeah. strolled through Red Bull HQ, grabbed the Danny Rick helmet, said, I'm off to Australia, got to shoot a video, and I've got to run the thing around Bathurst. So I hate to be that guy that explodes the myth, but no Danny Ricardo in that video, apart from at the start, maybe. And Madison, some can, we, can we agree, though, that what we now need to see uh, Formula One cars on gravel permanently. 100%. Because that, that thing on the farm being chased by Toby Price, <laughs> yeah, that is one good. of the great shots. And how yep. did the F1 car go? The thing was decent. So I Not too bad. Round of the World Rally Championship, get rid of the WRC <laughs> cars and just roll yeah, out yeah. the Formula One field. The throttle was certainly getting a workout. Yeah, it was really good. Um, And just quickly, uh, Krause, we're going to let you go in a second, but Zach from Canberra, who is almost on the payroll here at SEN because he's a super fan and he texts in almost every week. So we love your work, Zach. Uh, Can't wait to tune in to 10 this weekend. I'd take it over the Sky coverage every day of the week. Krause's other love is Porsche and the Carrera Cup. I was wondering what his thoughts are heading into this season with such a good field. My money is on Callum Hedge. 
this season. That's Ooh. from Zach in Canberra. What are your thoughts on that, Krause? Yeah, g'day, Zach. That's a good tip. That young bloke is super impressive, very highly rated, um, pounding around in uh, Formula Regional Toyota Racing Series over summer and, and did a very nice job. He's super quick, very, very highly rated by his team. El Bamba rates him extremely highly, I know, and that, that's a pretty good tick in the box. But Matt Carrera Cup is awesome this year. There's a, a great Big. mix of super young young drivers, mm. but guys that are, are coming into the series for the first time, like Chris Pitter in a, in a Coke car, which is awesome. Yep. Darnett Patterson, who not many people know, but he's a, an absolute superstar and very, yeah. very fast in GT cars. So mm. he's going to be good. It, it's a ripper field, 30 cars. I mean, there's 19 cars in mm. pro, and I reckon 15 of them could probably win a race at some point this year. So yep. it's going to be a championship to watch there. Good, good pickup from Zach. Hey, mate, and also just quickly, we've got one from Dave in Werribee here. What's the speed difference between F2 and F1, so Formula 2 and Formula 1? What do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously it's going to be a bit of a guesstimate around Alba Park, seen it, but yeah. we haven't seen it yet. So yeah. what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I did a little bit of research on this, Stevie, and uh, I had a look at Silverstone. So similar-style circuit, fast, open-flowing, high-speed, lots of long straights, fast sweepers, right? So Formula 1 car around there. Uh, is in the 27, so it's about it's a, a longer lap than Albert Park, but I, I think they, I think they marry up. Yeah. Uh, so Formula One's in the 27, F2 cars there in the 39, so they're about 11 seconds, 12 seconds slower, mm-hmm. and then you get the Formula Three cars, they're another seven seconds uh, down the road. So the F3 cars are probably, I reckon they'll be four or five seconds a lap quicker than a than a supercar around Albert Park, and then. A big yep. jump up to, to Formula 2 and then an even bigger step to F1. So they're quick. Like they'll, they'll be properly quick around Albert Park. But, yeah, it's still a 10-second gap at least, I think, to, uh, to the F1 cars. And the interesting thing about the Grand Prix this weekend, whilst all of the focus has either been on Weber or Ricardo or Piastri, the success of those guys um, has flowed on down the line, as we always like to see. Because if you look at F2 and F3, Across both of those categories, I reckon there's something like five or six Aussies crazy mm. that are having a crack in in the feeder categories to Formula One, and we haven't seen F2 and F3 here before at Albon Park. So I actually think that mm. when you look at the lineup of what we've got this weekend, F1 Supercars, F2, F3, F3. Carrera Cup, I think from a motorsport product to be paying your bucks to go in there and and uh, and watch the racing, I think the lineup for this year is it's just an outstanding entertainment lineup. Yeah, I agree. Assuming you can get a ticket because I think they're all gone for the weekend. But yeah, <laughs> yep. isn't it nice to know that there's the next Danny mm. Rick or as it is now Oscar Piastri? Because there was a time when Mark Webber was in F1 and we we're like, well, who's the next Aussie? Because there, there mm. wasn't an obvious candidate. But now you've got Jack Doohan doing great things um, for the Virtuosi team. He's an Alpine junior driver. He's in F2. So cool to see Jack race. That's his first mm. car race in Australian soil, which is amazing. Actually, it's Oscar wow. Piastri's first car race in Australia. His last race in Oz was in a Rotax, I think, out at the Oakley Go-Kart Club (laughs) uh, eight years ago, I think. So it's amazing. And then in Formula 3, you've got Hugh Barter, Christian Mansell, and young Tommy Smith, um, two of them driving for Campos and one for Van Amersfoort. So three young Aussies there, which is great. So you've got that ladder happening now of kids in the F1 system from here that are, are progressing up through the ranks. And if they've got the ability and they've got the backing to do the job, then... It's nice to know that we've got that Aussie pipeline into F1 for when, you know, Piastri ultimately retires, we hope as a multiple world champion, and then there's other Aussies coming behind him, which is great to see.
It's 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 going to be great to see. Uh, we've had Chris from Murrumbina who's texting. I reckon Chris is. That's the first time we've had Chris mm. texting before. G'day, Chris. Thanks for joining the show, mate. Um, hopefully, Oscar does something similar to what Weber did back in two thousand and two, oh, grabbing yeah. some points in a far worse Minardi. If not. We've still got Bottas the Bogan for it. How good is Valtteri Bottas? Can you work into commentary this weekend, Bottas the Bogan? Can that be done, Bottas Richard Grail? the Bogan. Well, with a mullet like that, it's a pretty easy sell, isn't it? <laughs> and the that stash. Mullet, yeah, that mullet will, would work at McPhillamy Park on Sunday in October. <laughs> That, that is an outstanding effort. He was at the Adelaide Motorsport Festival last weekend. One of the most Aussie things you could see was a bloke with a mullet with the nickname VB doing skids in a V8 Commodore. That's the most Australian thing that's ever happened. And so bashing it off the limiter with abandon. Yeah. Yes, correct. Uh, John O'Webb nervously yeah. watching his Bathurst winning Commodore on. But, yeah. um, the only yeah, thing better, a... the only thing better watching that would have been if he just opened the diff and he did some single peggers coming out of the corner. <laughs> single peggers. I think I think it was wet, so you'd never have seen it. But yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty pretty close to that. It was very cool. So, yeah, uh, do, do, do we get Oscar on the podium if he gets points like Weber style? Oh sure. no, because they'll find him. They'll find him. Yeah. Did they get in trouble will. for that? No, no, they didn't get in trouble. And if you if you listen to. Uh, the most recent or one of the most recent F1s Beyond the Grid, which is just a sensational podcast, um, Stoddart was on and he explained all of what happened there. He he was absolutely mm. clear in asking the question, are we going to get penalised? Are we going to get lose points? And Ron Walker, uh, uh, God rest his soul, um, the head of Australian Grand Prix, Ron Walker said, no, I've cleared it off with Bernie. You guys can yeah. get up there. So, no, that was all good. Um, look, it would be fantastic if Oscar can get anywhere near the front there. I'm not convinced that it's going to be. Uh, so two things for this weekend. Um, you've got to you've got to try and get uh, uh, Bottas the Bogan into commentary. <laughs> and next time that you're calling TCM, you need to call Stephen. Uh, you need to call Stephen the janitor because he's the just janitor. clean sweeping everything. So there it is. Here's the sweeper. You either call him the janitor or Sadie the cleaning lady because he is just clean sweeping everything in TCM. So oh, those are your Sadie, uh, those are Sadie your two it things. Is, Matty. It, it's got to be Sadie. I'll even yeah, get I agree. the old Farnsy, the Farnsy concrete <laughs> up for that one. You too. No, Winton. Watch out, Winton. In June, oh. that is going to be. Yeah, yes. no, we'll we'll do that for sure. Righto. Perfect. I'll come forth. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you want revs. You yeah, don't want to lose yeah, any yeah, more revs, true. so that's why you're coming forth. <laughs> hey, Krausik, we better let you go, man, because you've got a very, very big weekend ahead of you. But uh, if you're wondering what the session times are, uh, where to watch on pay TV in both free-to-air, plus a whole heap more, make sure you head to the Race Talk. Uh, the TV Guide has got everything there, including daylight savings as well. So head to theracetalk.com. Grazi, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. It's great to see you back on the Channel 10's com. They couldn't mm. get anyone more suited for the job. So we're really, really stoked for you, mate. And uh, go well this weekend. I appreciate it, boys. Uh, wish me luck because I've just been told that uh, I'm I'm driving my co-commentator to the track tomorrow. Uh, did, did casually, the 1996 World Damon Champion, Hill. Damon Hill. Oh, <laughs> good. That is going to be the most nervous 15 minutes on punt road of my life. <laughs> make, make sure the hands are at nine and three on the steering wheel, mate. And, uh, and, and, and have a great call. I, I say this with genuine affection, the Bruce McAvaney of motorsport, Richard Crow. Oh, 
Stop it. Thank you, Matty. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it very much, boys. Thank you. On you, Crowley. I, I, didn't, I didn't say it. <laughs> no, I don't know why I'm thanking you. Shut, shut up, Sadie. Uh, <laughs> no one asked you, Sadie. Uh, have a good one, Crowley. Looking forward to listening on the weekend, mate. Thanks, boys. Cheers. There you go. Richard Crowell joining us here on the driver's seat. Boys, do you want to get through some of these texts? Because uh, we've still got a fair bit to go. Uh, we just wanted to, uh, again, Jason from Moorlbach wanted to know who we think is going to win the Australian Grand Prix at Albert Park. I reckon it's, it's, I reckon it's going to be Max. You reckon Max? Max. Yeah. Yep. I, unless, and it pains me to say it, Jace, but unless he's had an issue, it'll be Max. Mm. If it's not... Max, I mean, he I came would... from 15th to 2nd last yeah. time, and he was yeah. peeved at that. You but know? There, there's a little the question. <laughs> there is a little question of reliability around the Red Bulls at the moment. Um, emotionally, Jason, I want to see Fernando. Fernando. I want to see the old for, flying the flag for us old blokes. I'd love to see Fernando in the Aston Martin well, win it. I think that would be cool. We'll go get to some more of your texts in just a moment, but we're going to clear a couple of breaks because there's still plenty to talk about here in the on the driver's seat for another week. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Another lightning round of texts here on the driver's seat. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you want to get involved. Um, with all the Maccas plugs, you guys are sure to get sponsorship. P.S. Maccas already have one clown. They don't need three more. Uh, that's from Lee. Uh, accurate. Could you imagine if, if, we, if we had Maccas on our cars? We'd, be, we'd need bigger seats, wouldn't we? Can you get bigger seats than what we've so. got? <laughs> I I would happily take McDonald's as a sponsor on my car, my product th- only. I've got an idea. Oh, we could develop. Right, we could help Race Tech develop a bench seat. <laughs> <laughs> race Tech are a race manuf- race seat manufacturer. Yeah, for those in, who are playing in New Zealand. Home. In New Zealand, yeah. Best I've seats in the world. Got one in Best my car. Best seats yep. in the world, everybody. Yep. There you go. David Black, well done. And uh, bench seat time it is, Dave. Let's do it. <laughs> now I know. Can uh, we get can we get a McDonald's yeah, sponsorship three product straps at a bench well, seat? Well, the thing is, like you know, just, so just as a as a side note, uh, I know yeah. last week uh, Malcolm gave a bit of a clip to Camry owners, but if he did. You, but if you've got yourself a 2013 uh, Toyota Camry, like my good self, mm. um, there is actually a great spot on uh, on the little console that perfectly seems to fit one of those McDonald's sweet and sour sauce uh, little things. Yeah. So uh, a little nug holder. There you go. And can I say also a little peek behind the curtain here, one uh, one Junior Mac, uh, he also runs a Camry, my boy. There you go. And I don't reckon it's been serviced or had oil or brakes or tyres or anything in it for... I reckon seven years, Stevie J. Tell me about the nugget holder too. Yeah, the Carl the Camry runs like an absolute train. And it's been abused. Horrendously. <laughs> horrendously <laughs> abused. It's awful. It's, it had more, it's had more hits than Elvis. There's not a pe- straight panel on the thing. A little bit like my race cars, but uh, not a straight panel on the thing. And every I can hear my son approaching my house about four streets away. And yet, thing lives. So good on you, Camry. Well done, Toyota. Making uh, a good car. Uh, another one too. Fans slash supercar. Should we be concerned if it's taken three years to develop a Gen 3 race car that has been in production, then how are they going to find to develop a new car in 2.5 years? Because the end of 2025 is coming fast. Now, Mark, 
Uh, Mark Merrigan obviously talking about the uh, the Camaro being discontinued. Um, mm. In fact, look, what we'll do is we'll take because I've realised I've forgotten something. So, uh, <laughs> so while what, I that you're a professional, well, you know, this, this is why I get paid the moderate bucks. Um, <laughs> uh, the moderate bucks. At least you get paid. Just uh, just quietly uh, pick the podium. If you reckon you can guess the podium for the Australian Grand Prix, mm. you could win ten general admission tickets to the Sandown Five. 500 in September. How about that? Uh, all you got to do good. is follow the links on the driver's seat Facebook page or visit iCanWin.com.au and give it a red hot crack. Seamless. Well done there. <laughs> Excellent start. We beat Sand- Sandown, Stevie J? Uh, yeah, I'll beat Sandown. Well, there Absolutely. You go. There you I'll go. be there. Well, you can get down with your, your pass, whatever you've won, and you can yep. go and see the great man, Stevie J. Come and see us. We'll be there with bells on. I'll be there working, obviously, the Toyota 86 drive through Johnson down there. <laughs> uh, but also Young Jet will be down there racing in Super 3. So come down and we'll uh, check out the uh, the Napa Auto Parts Nissan. Nissan. You should. I should come down to Sandown. And if you want, see the um, bring yourself. We'll go to the hot pot for dinner. Yes. And any fans the that want to come see pot. Steve, bring any brooms, and I'm sure Steve will be willing to <laughs> sign the handles. <laughs> <laughs> Old Sadie. What would you would you would you sign Sadie Johnson? Or you just call me Stephen Sabco Johnson. Sabco. <laughs> Sabco. Oh, here we go. That's it. Sabco. All right, we'll take a break because we are, we've got to talk about the Chevrolet mm. little debacle that's happening with the Camaro, mm. but we'll do that next, right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Oh, we have the most uh, brainstorming listeners creative. here on the driver's seat. Very, very mm. creative, yeah, very much so. Mm. Uh, mm. Do you want to read that one from Zach in Canberra? Uh, why not use both names for Stevie J in the Touring Car Masters category? Make it Janitor Johnson in Mustang Sadie, the successor to Mustang Sally. <laughs> well, Zach, I'll have you know, I just screenshotted your text message and I have sent it to Richard Crail and he has noted it and will try and insert into commentary at the next round in well, Winton, I think it Winton. is, for TCM. So listen out for that, Zach. You might get a, you might get a mention from one R. Crail. Not a bad effort there. Uh, mm. Also, um, here's another one too from number reading in 342. Nims is a professional button pusher. You're not wrong. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> the phantom button pusher is our Nimsy. <laughs> and Peter and Munta Bay, the VIP I was referring to was an Adelaide 500 SLR, Sri Lankan reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. We'll give him that one. I will happily, I will happily pay that one. Hey, um, j- we, now, we need to talk about this because um, last Thursday, so literally um, the day after we sort of wrapped up on air, last week Chevrolet announced that uh, the sixth-generation Camaro will retire at the conclusion of um, the model year of 2024. The yep. final sixth-gen Camaros will come off the assembly line at the Michigan Lansing Grand River Assembly Plant in January 2024. And um, the Camaro obviously made its debut at this month's Newcastle 500, the first championship yes. race for a Camaro since 1984, but um, not not a good, not a a great look, is it? Oh, look, if you if you take it based on headlines and you take it based in a very simplistic manner, yes, you would say, oh boy, you know, we've spent all this time and money, as Mark from Merrigan was talking about. Um, we've spent all this time and money developing a car that's now going to be discontinued. Why on God's green earth are we going to do that? 
the the reality is we we've all known for a while that Camaro was going to be discontinued. Um, the, the fact is, we had no choice there. If we were to keep supercars going and we were to try and keep a GM and Ford type uh, competition, um, we we had to go with something Stevie J. And mm. you 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 can't you can't put a Mustang up against a Silverado. So you, you, <laughs> you could try. <laughs> you could try, but it's not going to be a great thing to watch. Um, it'd be like first-generation super utes. It wouldn't be great to watch. Um, so at the end of the day, they've had to go down the track of, of, uh, of the um, Camaro. Could it go to Corvette, Stevie J, sometime in the future? Very different cars. Mm. Muscle Corvettes, I'm not entirely sure. is, And I may be held down by the audience here, but I'm not sure Corvette is seen as a muscle car, whereas certainly the Camaro is. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here and what models are going to be introduced. What are we going to do? I mean, how long do you think we're going to have this Camaro for Stevie J as a supercar? Yeah, it's really hard to know. I'm not really sure. But, you know, under the skin, obviously, which is all new as well starting this year. And... Um, we saw from the previous car, you know, that even though it changed, obviously, shapes and models and that sort of stuff, mm. under the skin stayed the same from 2013 until 20, end of 2022. Yep. So I think you're going to see the same thing with this current spec car under the skin. That mechanical side of things, within the next five, eight, you know, obviously getting to the end of 10 years, mm. racing it, they're going to be developed to the hilt and the cars will be fast and reliable and fixable good to drive and fixable and all that sort of stuff obviously we're <laughs> going to go through some different changes in in shapes and yep. and models you yep. know and that's updates. what i'm expecting updates exactly exactly right yeah i there was and rich uncle roland does a uh, a His little thing uh, on fast alley an opinion piece on fast alley and he actually if I look at it, I've got it up on screen. It says, meanwhile, and I quote, meanwhile, I wonder if there's an opportunity for developing the uh, new slated for 2025 Dodge Challenger body in supercars. So Camaro, Mustang, Dodge Challenger. Pretty sure we've already got that category covered, <laughs> Stevie J, with Trans Am and TH2. But what do you good on supercars. For, um, what do you reckon this means for Trans Am? Uh, nothing. Because they've also got... Um... Yeah, nothing. Nothing because Nimsy... They're uh, really not even close, no, to be honest. No, no, no. You know, they're no, not even close no. to being... Yes, they might look similar in the in regard to the specs, not, you know, the physical dimensions of the car now, especially, yeah. obviously, Mustang is, is a real Mustang yes. as such. Yeah, absolutely. 70% um, DNA or something from yeah, a body exactly. percentage-wise. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, but. Under the skin, they're they're totally different. And remember, Nimsy with tra- with with TA2, essentially, they're all the same chassis, all the same engine. You could put anybody on it. You could put if you had one developed uh, aerodynamically, you could put a Camry body onto a TA2. Mm-hmm. There is in fact an AMG C63 body that goes on to mm-hmm. the TA2 in Asia. I think it is. We don't have it in Australia, but it's it's the same thing, but in Asia. So it's not going to mean anything for TA2. But at the end of the day. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see where supercars goes from here because if you stand on a rock and you squint and you and you put your head sideways and you squint a little bit you can actually see a bit of electric in their future too now we've seen what happens when supercars tries to go away from a V8 parity formula remember the the old days of I think they were trying to 
uh, developer six that, cylinder that turbo, sixth, the Sandman, that, the, um, the rice burner. Yeah. So uh, I and and that was universally held down by both fans and industry. So I, it's a, it's a really fascinating question as to where do supercars go from here, Steve J. What new models are coming down the line? What what mythical manufacturer might be out there that might want to get involved in supercars outside uh, outside um, Chevrolet and Ford? You know, could we see one day, Stevie J, the heavens open up and we get a stinger from Kia or we get you're going to say Tesla then. (laughs) (laughs) We will never get a Tesla in supercars. But they are talking about electric in the future. In fact, I understand Gen 3 has been designed with with a bit of future proofing in there for for the future. So, um, look, we knew uh, as far back as 2020 that Camaro was going to be phased out. It's going to be phased out by 2025. And then, as you rightly say, Steve, all the hullabaloo about these cars will be gone and we'll be looking to the next phase, whatever that may be. To quote Barry Ryan, because uh, he spoke about it, and I think he had this to say. My honest opinion is have some balls and do it yourself. No, sorry, it wasn't that one. Um, He said that it's kind of like <laughs> the Commodores of the 1990s and 2000s, which yeah. is the same road car. Um, like transition from VT to VXs, VYs to mm-hmm. VZs. And, yep. and like when you look at it, I mean, they got a lot of years out of that ZB Commodore. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, and they got a lot of years out of the Mustang as well. So well, it started off as started an FGX. started off as a Falcon. You That's right, I mean? an FGX. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, we can rebody these things willy-nilly as we want, really. Depends on who's paying mm. the Charlie Ash. Yep. But uh, I think for right now, the demise of Camaro, whilst disappointing for those that love to drive them on the road, is the least of our worries in supercars. Yeah. we got much bigger fish to fry in the here and now. Did you find it funny that Ryan Walkinshaw was, uh, like, once this news um, sort of broke, it was just yeah. like, do you guys, now you guys see why we went to Ford? Do you see yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, but you, you got to understand, Ryan Walkinshaw, Peter Adderton, and a whole bunch of these guys, they are absolute media and they will say anything to get a headline. So there is not for one second any validity in what Walkinshaw was saying about why they've gone to Ford. They went to Ford because they got boatloads of cash. Mm. If they got boatloads of cash from GM, they would have stayed GM. Mm -hmm. And if they got boatloads of money from Jag or boatloads of money from Tesla or something, they would have gone that brand, let me tell you. Just as a uh, a side note, (laughs) while while we mentioned Camaros and uh, you you mentioned Peter Addison as well. Mm. Did he have his um his car at the front of uh, Newcastle? Uh, no. Huh. Just like he didn't have his transporter at the front of Adelaide handing out Boost Mobile hats and mm. crowing to anyone that would listen about not being able to get a franchise. Huh. No. Hmm. Funny of that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. We'll we should get Pete on and have that discussion. <laughs> so uh, now, you need to get that sound effect of the calm down. You need to say, Pete, <laughs> all this interview is going to be is one sound effect. And then we'll leave you be. You need to calm down. Peter, that's exactly what you need to do. Uh, we're going to take a break because we do uh, want to talk a little bit about Walkinshaw and Dreddy United. We'll do that next right here on the driver's seat. But keep your texts coming through. 0433 98 11 16. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Uh, going a bit inside baseball here, but any time I... Oh, there he is. Uh, 
So, <laughs> um, damn, coffee machine is too slow. Because, um, because obviously us being in uh, in different states, I've got the mm. little, I've I've got the little what I've affectionately referred to as the baby monitor up uh, next <laughs> to, <laughs> up to me the nanny cam, uh, and and all I can see first off is just. Uh, as, as that outro is playing out of the break, I'm, I'm seeing Maddie with some Tim Tams, and I'm like, "Where's Steve? I know he got Tim Tams, but what's he doing?" Stevie J just went in in the break, went into the kitchen there where we have and we have a big window here on the Gold Coast Studio, and he comes out prouder than a honeymoon. Like with his first baby, he's come out and he's found a packet of Tim Tams. <laughs> I'm like, it's got to be Woogies or Sats. Yeah, yeah. Surely. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, you know that scene on um, The Lion King where he stands up and he oh, just presents, like, like presents he's Simba got to the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just came out like that with a yep. packet of Tim Tams. It was outstanding. Oh. And as a result, I have a half-chewed on Tim Tam sitting right in front of me, which I'll finish in the break. <laughs> uh, so if you want to help us get to that break any quicker, 0433981116 and uh, get some text messages coming through. Um, here's one from Peter in Winter Bay. In all seriousness, guys, the day supercars goes electric, I'd rather watch the World Championship of Knitting and Crochet. I'll join you on that couch, mm-hmm. Pete. I'll join you in that... Uh, Crochet circle, if that's what they call it, mate. If if we ever go to full electric racing in this country, uh, I will bear my backside in Burke Street. Where oh, it'll never happen. I, I the thing that's um, because you know how you can get um Formula E on on stand, and nut, what nut? <laughs> well, well, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing, right? I've I've like um the only time I've seen it. Hey, because... Nimsy, hang on, listen. You hear that? <laughs> that's a Formula E. <laughs> Formula E. He just and got pole, and that's the audience watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Sorry, I, and look, I know, look, I know that they put a lot of money in it, and they try to market mm. it really well. Mm. But in mm. the bits and pieces I've watched, because on stand, like they'll have those little inserts before, you know, like just before um, the little ads that they sort of have in between mm. race and what. If you're watching it on catch up, they'll uh, they'll have that there, and it just looks, dare I say it, not that appealing. Going to say something else that I realised I was actually on the radio. Oh, look, I mean, we're being we're being pretty critical of them because a lot of people work very very hard in Formula E. But the problem that we've got with Formula E at the moment is they're not fast, they're not challenging um, from what I can see, uh, and I think we're going to get twenty years into this category before it maybe gets any kind of following. The only people that, from what I understand, that are supporting Formula E at the moment are governments. Mm-hmm. That's why they've got street races. Um, that's the only way Formula E can exist and, and governments are doing it. So they basically have a big tick in the green box Correct. that everyone can say, oh, you're supporting um, eco-friendly uh, motorsport. Hmm. Mind you, while they go back to the pits and then fire up their big... Uh, 20-foot container diesel generators to charge everything. A hundred percent. And also, how do you reckon they got to those countries? Exactly. In the back of a really, really big jet with really big engines on each wing <laughs> <laughs> burning through shit tons of fuel to mm. get them there. So yeah. it's uh, like a lot of, like a lot, oh boy, I'm going to get in big trouble here. Oh. Uh, like a lot of marketing around manufacturers and their future models, it's bullish. Mm, smoke it's, and mirrors. It's absolute smoke and mirrors. Have you got any idea how much crap you've got to bring out of the ground 
to make a lithium battery to stick into an electric car. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? I, I we were speaking about this the other night with with Jet and and, yep. and, and some friends at home. Yeah. Uh, on average, it was hundred and I think it was like hundred and fifty five thousand pounds mm. of the earth mm-hmm. to make one car battery, mm. one Tesla, Tesla battery, Tesla battery. Well, we won't. We sorry, anyway. we'll go back. We won't name brands, but the reality is. Oh, I'm just quoting what we googled, and yeah. that's what it was. It's on Google, right? Yep. So, so it's information in the public space. So, at the end of the day, and and often, unless you have a solar battery installed into your house, if you go to the edge of the garage and you plug her into the old 240 volt, typically, what do you think's powering the 240 volt? A dirty, great coal-fired power station mm. in a lot of cases. So, look, you know, I, I, I understand heard an it, but it's bullish. And I don't know whether this is true or not. This is just what I heard. I heard that if you charge your car, your electric car, in an enclosed garage, your yeah. house or wherever it's at is not insured. Hmm. Well, we've seen in recent times what lithium batteries mm. are prone to do in garages and on back patios when it's in scooters and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, so that's that's what I heard. I, I don't know whether it's true or not. Feel free to text in if, if you I know heard different. That it, your your possibly your insurance policy is under massive jeopardy if in question. Yeah. Right. In question is if your uh, electric car well, is being charged in your garage with the door closed, not outside. Like what about if you live in a building, a 30-story yeah, exactly. building and you've got an allocated car park downstairs and I sell quite a few of those in mm. various highfalutin mm. areas of the Gold Coast and I'll go downstairs and I'll see a Tesla S or a or a Model X or whatever sitting there plugged into a battery. Mm. What if that thing goes bunter? And blows up and burns the joint down. Yep. Who's? Oh yeah. <laughs> Not a good duck. Think I'll stick to my diesel. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think I'll stick to my good old trusty diesel. Rather um. than <laughs> unless you've got a Porsche Taycan, then I'll have it. Yeah. But just because it's cool. But you know what you'll Not do Not because it's saving the planet, it's just because it's cool. Then you'll go to the Shell servo, you'll plug it in and sit there and watch it charge because it's actually outside <laughs> and it's safe Correct. and you're at a cool joint. There you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was a yeah. can, was it? Oh, I, I wish I could go to a Shell service station. They're so cool, Stevie J. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised, Matty, you know. Mate, no. really? Righto. Oh, well, I should Righto. do it. I, before before um, I write the rack, um, put this train back on the track, so I do want to say that uh, I only pumped my fill with a premium quality Shell V power fuel. Oh, uh, you yeah. are. See, he does. Listen, and you know what? He gets more too. mile to the gallon there. Mm. Oh. Good friends of, uh, good friends <laughs> of the, uh, the driver's Phoenix, seat I'm walking out to have my tin can. <laughs> you two are out of control. <laughs> wow. Uh, I do want to point out too. Just I fill up at the cheapest. I don't care what brand it is. Yeah, in your Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> 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 not cheap uh, to run a Porsche. Let just, me tell just you. as a side note, too, while we are talking about um, uh, the fine people at Shell V Power, um, the, <gasps> no, 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 this is actually this, <laughs> this is, actually, is a show, many. This is actually this is actually relevant. Well, Since when? It's actually relevant because All right, um, go, go. Anton Di Pasquale uh, came into the studio to chat with Andy Marr and Andrew Gaze. Oh, cool! And it was an absolute ripper chat. I'll see if I can track that down and we'll get the video up because I had a lot of laughs uh, with the boys. And Anton's just an absolute ripper bloke as well. So uh, he is. Um, if you can, jump onto the SEN app. I'll try and get it so it can be on the driver's seat app as well, but listen to the chat with Anton because uh, it's an absolute ball tear, I'll put it that way. Good. Will you yeah. do that? <laughs> hey, hey, Nimsy, how much time we got? <laughs> I'm just eating my Tim Tam. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, you'll have at least four minutes of ads to, uh, oh, good. Well, to stock up, which, okay. is, which is, and I guarantee you can empty that fridge quicker than you could charge mm. a Tesla in that four <laughs> minutes. So uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause. <laughs> 
0433 <laughs> We were going to talk about uh, Walking to Andretti United joining Toyota yeah. 86, but um, it does what it says mm. in the tin. Good to see yeah, you. Well, they're joining Toyota 86. Good boys. Good well, to see them get involved good a little bit more. Starting, in a... you know, starting to bring some young kids up from yeah. the grassroots, which Make is Make sure you're good to Steve Johnson. Yeah. 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 Um, he, he'll, he'll tell you otherwise. No, 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 no. Oh. They, they need to be. Not, yeah, exactly right. He'll tell you when they're not being <laughs> Your fate is in my hands. Drive <laughs> uh, through Johnson. There's someone at a Walkinshaw garage just, just going right now. How much are Tim Tams at Coles? Um, <laughs> before we get to the break, yeah. can you get Tim Tams at the Coles Expresses? At, Absolutely. Uh, at every, oh, at every you, you two are out of <laughs> Go to a break, will you? Uh, Fair dinkum. It's a driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia New Zealand. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. I see the trusty SEN digital team is up and running at the moment, and they've also forgotten... Uh, so uh, you can pick the podium <laughs> for your chance to win in the Australian Grand Prix. Um, all you got to do is you can win 10 general admission tickets to the Sandown 500 in September. Just follow the links on the driver's seat Facebook page or visit iCanWin.com.au and give it a crack. Um, do we get through some of these texts, boys? We can. Dean, straight off the nail, do you ever see a time coming when driverless cars are hitting the circuits racing each other? No fatalities, at least. Hey, Dean. In the stakes of uh, advantages to driverless cars, no fatalities is about the only one. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine that. I mean, who's driving them, really? Uh, I mean, how would they be driven? I mean, I get it, uh, and who knows what technology is going to do? But if you, if Formula E, which we know struggles to get any kind of crowd or following, uh, is at the at the tip of technology at the moment. I can't imagine driverless cars. I wouldn't watch it. Would you watch it, Stevie J? I feel like watching like someone. Just... If I'm watching driverless cars, boys, I want them hitting each other. I used to race slot cars. Yeah, it is yeah. like watching yeah, the same electric. Yeah. yeah, you know all those Hot if Wheels I'm... things that used to go around <laughs> literally. If I'm if I'm watching driverless cars, I want them running into each other and having the world's well, biggest access, like what you see on. If the I game. had control of one, like yeah. if I if I was. <laughs> If I was a couple hundred meters behind in about P eight on yeah. the last corner, firing. Oh, you would see me go straight to P one. <laughs> As my old engineer used to say, uh, lap one P one. Lap one P one. Lap one P one. Um, just quickly, um, mm-hmm. Shane Van Gisbergen has confirmed some twenty twenty three rally plans. Uh, he yes. will once again complement his supercars commitments with a rally campaign. This time in New Zealand in twenty twenty three. Uh, he'll so, compete in four rounds of the 2023 Brian Green Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship. Sounds <laughs> choice. <laughs> nice. A championship. In, uh, in Dylan Turner's car. Actually, no one knows Dylan Turner, but... No. He's good Dylan Turner when he's at home. Dylan Turner, he used to race or race the car. A little good rally driver on his own right. Uh, good mate of Shane's, and uh, I know him quite well. Very, very good bloke, and uh, it's going to be very cool to see his car. Is it, is it still an Audi? He used to be an Audi. Yeah, yeah Audi A4. AP4. Yeah, A4. yeah A4. So very, very cool. So it's going to be good to see SVG back on the dirt. And happy, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. He, he had, a, like, last year in his rally debut, he had, he got a podium. And I think mm-hmm. the, if off the top of my head, it was Harry Bates that beat him, wasn't it? Uh, no, he beat no, Harry he Bates. Won. He beat Harry Bates, yeah. Yeah, he won. Yep. Yeah, there he won. So, I mean, 
it's no secret. We know SVG is absolutely outstanding in anything he drives. So there'd be no reason. So that was in the world. That, that was the was round the of the world WRC. Mm. Yeah, World Rally Championship. Put it this way, Nimsy. I reckon the other competitors in the New Zealand Rally Championship, having looked at that headline, are probably going, oh, good. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, man. Stay in Australia in the supercar show. Stay off, mate. <laughs> Bugger off, pal. <laughs> Actually, leave us alone. That oh, reminds geez. me because there was a text. Oh, shut. Oh, shut. <laughs> there was a text <laughs> that uh, that came in from Bad oh, Graham early in the evening. Uh, mm. The big Fuck question the for the GP who will explain themselves more, <laughs> SCAFE or SVG? Uh, yeah, oh, I got to tell you, SVG won't say a thing. I got to tell you, SCAFE sh- will be SCAFE will be back, I, I, and I can't Google the beeper of a truck fast enough because that'll be SCAFE <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> I, I am going to, because coverage starts tomorrow. Yep, uh, correct. I am, I am eagerly, I will be at my desk watching KO because I want to see the opening sequence with Mark Scaife. I want to see if there is a truck backup, whether there's a statement, because often people will address the elephant in the room by simply making a 30-second statement mm-hmm. and then they move on with the weekend. I'm, I, I will be really interesting to see how this is handled. Because it was, of course, one of the big talking points, Stevie J, of coming out of Newcastle. And I think the focus and the eyes of the motorsport nation are purely and simply on on Mark Scaife to see if there is any kind of recompense, apology, um, explanation for, for what's happened. Actually, ask him, ask him now. He's, he's on his way in. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to go to air, Scaifey. <laughs> Um, I, I do got to. I, I have to say though, um, for a bloke that allegedly hates the media and hates doing interviews and whatnot, uh, SVG yep. did a tremendous one with uh, with Rusty yep. on mm-hmm. um, on Rusty's garage, where I th- yep. like, and and this is he. I don't think he had anything to explain, but like I'm pretty sure he did nothing wrong here. It was just an <laughs> entire beat up, and we've gone over, we've yep. gone over this about a million times. I know. Yeah. Yep. But um, but the fact the fact that he was willing to be so candid and so open, and we've seen that with us as well. Mm. Like he, this this myth that oh, SVG hates media, he hates doing interviews. No, he doesn't. No, no he doesn't. I, he hates getting stitched up by media. Yeah, and I I spoke to Rusty during the week, uh, and I actually because I listened to that interview and it was very good, very insightful. Rusty now on his podcast doesn't just do interviews. He actually does wrap-ups in between races. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. It's about half an hour. It's a, it's a great bit of journalism, as is always the case with Rusty. And I just – I spoke to him. I said, mate, I, I don't think anyone in Australian media, in driver's seat included, could have done an interview as well as that and that classy. SVG clearly trusts Greg Rust, mm-hmm. and he wasn't he wasn't headline-grabbing. He wasn't sensationalism. He purely and simply said, I just – I, as we've explained the whole way through, he said what he said. He didn't think it was an issue. He got lambasted. And then, so when he went quiet, um, he actually apologized to Chad Nalon, um, and to Jesse Yates, uh, right? Yates as well. So yeah, it was a classy exchange between Greg Rust and Shane Van Gisbergen. And I, if you, if you have any interest in this sort of stuff, I urge you to go into Rusty's garage and have a listen for that. And then I urge you to watch tomorrow to see what the <laughs> public response will be from the commentary team on Fox Sports. Because it really was a beat up. It was an, I, I, yeah, well, it was poor. It was very poor.
Yep. And just for those playing at home, if you let's see if I can find the damn thing. Da 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 da. da. Nope. Oh, there's that professionalism again. Nimsy, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> out of control professionalism. No, there it? it is. There it is. Uh, That's wrong. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love those mistakes. That's we're so doing good. great. We're doing great here today. Anyway, um, but yes, no. I was trying to find out what what um, SVG had to uh, Scafey had to say. Here it is. Here it is. This it, this is the thing that basically started it all. When you're the champion, you have an ambassador's role in this sport. Although you might not want to make any more comment, you actually have a duty as a custodian of the sport to say what you need to say about the results and what's gone on today. And. Uh, well, sorry, Mark. He did on Friday, and then you shot him a text message and gave him a phone call and said, shut your face. Mm. Mm. Stop talking negative about it. Well, sorry, Mark. Yeah. Stick it up your jumper. In the, in the words of the great Ravi Shastri. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, very, 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 yeah. you're absolutely correct, Ravi. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be fascinating tomorrow. There may be nothing. It may be an absolute, he may just gloss right over it. That would be typical Mark Scaife if he does. Yeah. But, you know, as a former champion of the sport, Mark, I'm not entirely sure you should be standing on the side of a track shaking a fist, having been turfed off the track by Russell Ingle. But you did it anyway. Mm. So, you know. Mark, sit down. Just sit down. <laughs> and be quiet. Uh, but, yeah, and it's it's quite interesting because I think it's probably one of the first times in recent history where SVG is actually outside the top ten. Of the um of the championship, yeah, that won't be for long. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure by, by Friday, by Friday, if you listen to the driver's seat Friday morning, great to see SVG uh, with a wonderful <laughs> win on on, uh, on Thursday. But uh, we're going to take a quick and break. Friday and Saturday and, and Sunday probably. <laughs> What's the worst thing you can do to SVG? And we saw it in Newcastle. Upset him. Upset him. Because then he's just going to turn the blowtorch harder. Well, I was going to, I was going to say, luck. I was going to say, I have seen actually at Albert Park him lose a wheel, so mm. yeah, that's well, literally the only thing I can think of that could stop him. Well, and even then, he still went on to win the championship from memory. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break and wrap it all up here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Keep your texts coming through, 0433-981116, because you've still got a little bit of time before we put a bow on it. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Almost time to put it to bed here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping, building Australia and New Zealand. Make sure you follow us on the socials at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. It's the best way to get in touch with us around the clock. Or you can always text 0433 98 is the number. We've got some ones coming in quick, thick and fast here. Uh, we'll start with Jason. I reckon supercars have been hanging around for uh, have been hanging around for years now. People want tech slash new like F1. DRS could be a boost button for us, and there has to be some sort of tech, like energy recovery, graphs and stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, I can... I graphs can, and stuff. Graphs and stuff. That's interesting. That's I awesome can, tech. I can shed a bit of light on, obviously, Gen 3. Uh, it is actually designed uh, for the future to, to have a push-to-pass style of uh, button inside the car, which will give you, you know, 50, 100 horsepower, whatever it's going to be. So uh, tech-wise, yeah, absolutely. They've got um, that available, I guess, to start to develop once the cars are 
you know, once they develop the cars and get the cars to a point, yep. um, you know, to spice the racing up a little bit. So that'll be interesting. Not sure I agree with what you've said there, Jason, about fans wanting tech like F1. Uh, I reckon if you took a poll of the however many people are going to be there this weekend about whether they would like the vacuum cleaners and hair dryers or whether they'd like a V8, V10 making their ears bleed every lap, I'm pretty sure that you'll say that they'll say they want the V8s and the V10s. The reason we've gone hybrid is because manufacturers want to go that way, first and foremost. Don't ever think that it was for the fans. It was for the manufacturers. And for secondly, don't think that F1 is popular right now because of the hybrid cars. F1 is popular right now because of Drive to Survive. Mm. The drivers have become superstars. The team owners have become superstars. I mean, again, if you polled the audience and said, who's Gunter Steiner, five years ago, you would have got crickets. Now they know him as the loudmouth swearing principal of Haas. They love him. He's a superstar. Mm. So, I, look, I get what you're saying. And as Stevie J said, we're getting set up for maybe some push to pass or some kind of hybrid technology. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with you that people want tech like F1. Uh, Mark from Sydney has texted in. Thanks for the great show as always, guys. I'm a big rallying fan, so would you guys be able to give rallying some coverage? How about doing a new interview with Molly Taylor to see what she's up to at present with e-rallying? Thanks for I your time. Good. And keep up the great work. We certainly yep. can. And uh, Yeah, cool. let's get Molly on. She's great. Uh, yep. And also, Deanie Herridge is always good to have on. You know, he he's... Uh, yep. He's the, uh, the, what do you call him? The, the doyen, doyen, the of, doyen. The, doyen yeah. of the mm. Australian and, and uh, New Zealand rally. Yes. And so we'll get him on, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, and, Mark. And, and before, uh, Zach, um, can't wait for this weekend at Albert Park. It'll be a huge weekend, no doubt. My bold prediction for supercars, Premier make their first appearance on the podium. Uh, Jacobson had a mega weekend last year and Slater had four top tens with BRT last year as well. Both the team and Slater have form at the AGP and Golding in great form regardless of not driving last year at the AGP. Um, They're threatening, mm. Zach. Unfortunately, however, Slade has lost his engineer Yes, for this weekend. He was an engineer who was basically brought in that does a lot of international GT stuff. And apparently, as I read and as I hear, um, the scheduling just got too difficult. Yep. So he's been... No, he hasn't, but he's been given the Tijuana brass. Yeah. So gone, see you, mate. We and, need to get someone else. And just quickly, too, before we wrap up, uh, there is going to be a new addition to the Carrera Cup grid. Chris Pither will be in the uh, Porsche Carrera Cup yes. in a uh, Coca-Cola-backed car, as per usual. Shout out mm. to my little friend. <laughs> and it looks mega. It too. does. Very simple design, obviously. Just the Coke yeah. swoosh yeah, just and Coca-Cola. Cool. Very neat, very tough. But, I mean, those very, cup, very easy to repair. Those cup cars look tough. They do look tough. Yeah, yeah. So we can't wait to see Crispy on the grid at all of those Carrera Cup rounds. Crispy think- will be sipping that Coke when he gets out of the car, <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> and, Michael, why don't you sit down and be quiet, Mark Scaife? <laughs> LOL. Thank you. I agree, Michael. <laughs> I sound like I'm talking to one of my children. You need to sit down and be quiet. Uh, everyone, enjoy the Grand Prix. A big thank you to Richard Crail and to Luke King for being a part of the program. Thank you, everyone, for all the messages, not just tonight, but throughout the week. Uh, Sorry we ran out of time, Mark's Gay. Oh, yeah, next look, time. Sorry, buddy. Next Sorry, time. We just yep. missed it by a nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back next week.